0: What's going on guys? This is Dave Thomas and this is Brian Pritz and we're back with episode 14 of the business of lifting weights. Uh, we're skipping 13 because it's bad luck. Well, that's what happens when you put two ex-baseball players on. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Nate Dogg, a.k.a. <laughs> head coach Julianne Russell, featured Yo, yet again. One- uh, <laughs> I love that analogy, by the way. That was like <laughs> the funniest thing in the world. Uh, we're also <laughs> recording in the morning right now, um, so this will be interesting to see how it goes especially because Prince is looking awfully sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Long day yesterday. uh, Today we're going to talk about differentiation, uh, which is a big one for gyms, especially nowadays with not only more gyms popping up around the country, but more gyms even within specific niches, niches. How do you guys say that word? Niché. I don't say it. Niché. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, within sp- specific nichés. Um, CrossFit gyms now have to keep, compete with another CrossFit gym down the street. Powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting gyms are now not just 50 miles apart. They're 5, 10 miles apart. So everybody is competing not only against fitness, but also people like within their own tribe. So... Um, differentiation is something that's really important and it's something that we've always focused on going back from our days when we opened in 2011. Um, and you know, I think we all believe it's been a large reason for our growth from zero to 600 members in five years, um, is the ability to differentiate. But as we'll kind of get into not really something you can fake something Mm -hmm. that, um, you have to inherently believe in, in that if it wasn't at the forefront of your brain when you opened I'm probably I'm sure it's probably back there somewhere. <clears throat> it's really kind of tapping into why you opened, what really kind of moved you about fitness and how to how to get that message out to um new customers but but also to your members so everybody's kind of united for a single reason why they're there.
1: Yeah, I remember when we opened, you know, we actually did this really well and differentiated ourselves very well on our why and I don't think that Back then, we really knew it. Yeah, like we did it, but we didn't really know it. Um, and now that we kind of look at it from a different perspective, it's very clear how different we were. And you know, it, it it'd be cool to be able to teach people on <clears throat> finding their why and differentiating themselves. You know, if they're going through this process of either opening a gym or you know trying to make their gym better. Um, you know it's it's something that I wish I knew more about when we did open I think we just got kind of lucky yeah um, that we did it naturally
0: and I'm personally a fan of polarization like I, I think somebody should go to your product or service or website and feel a very specific way mm-hmm. you know if it feels generic if it feels like any person that visits it could technically be for right then I don't think that's differentiating yeah I think differentiating creates like very visceral reactions, very strong reactions to where somebody goes to the site and either thinks it's stupid or thinks it's awesome. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: It can be both sides. I'd rather have somebody come to the site and be like, this is not for me. Right. Because they're not going to be a good fit if they don't feel that connection right away.
0: And that's always happened to us, um, you know, kind of for the principles that we opened and who we've attracted and who we haven't, which we'll get into in a little bit, but um it's just very important that you have a specific reason why you exist and that you build your your entire differentiation strategy on that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely looking forward to getting into all that. Um, it'll also be interesting to just have Julianne's perspective on it as somebody that joined, um, somebody that joined, somebody that saw success with the training, and then somebody that came a coach and then a head coach, kind of going through that whole process, um, being at the gym for, what is it? How many years you've been here? Three. Three. Yep. God, is that all? Yeah, I know it feels like. Forever, Seriously, right? I always, whenever <laughs> I think about that, I always like, I think about it as you having been someone who's been here from like the very beginning.
2: Well, I'm yeah, glad that point. I. Yeah. am In your brains that way, <laughs> and hopefully your hearts as well. Um, yes, of course.
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, why differentiate? That's kind of the main question. Um, and. You know, recently I, I was reading a very good book. This which is what kind of got me thinking about all of this stuff once again. And like you said, Pritz, kind of revisiting why we opened and what made us successful. Um, it starts with why. Um, it's a good TED talk. Um, it's also a good book. And you know, w- one of the things that they point out, and it's so true, is that so many places they differentiate and they gain business based on. You know, price. You know, promoting price. Right. That's a road we've been down in, mm-hmm. in a, a separate discounting podcast altogether. But we've seen how that turns out, both the pros and the cons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, you differentiate on location. Also, something that we've done before. Yep. Um, you can differentiate on features. Um, you know, anything that ultimately just settles into making you a commodity. Mm-hmm. And you know, as soon as you become a commodity service then you really devalue the service that you're providing and you start to make yourself very replaceable. So, for example, if somebody buys your membership because it's cheap, then they're just going to buy the next membership that's cheaper. Or if somebody buys a membership because they like the convenience of your schedule, then they will buy the next membership that has a more convenient schedule. So there's always that degree of commodity. Commoditization, commoditization, one of those two. So always <laughs> that degree in anything that you offer. Of course, you're competing on those things, and of course that matters. And you're going to get a lot of people, no matter what, that buy memberships based on that. But you really want the the majority of your members, especially the most loyal ones, to be there not for what you offer, but but why you offer it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. So I would just you know kind of kick it over to you, Pritz. Like we you kind of talked about in not. You know, we weren't really aware of what we were doing when we opened. We had we had stuff that we believed in, mm-hmm. um, very much. But in looking back on it, it's easier to identify that. So, um, you know, what do you, what do you think some of those things have been?
1: Well, I think you know we we were a little bit of that like underdog story, mm-hmm. um, which we've talked about this in the past. You know, we were the small local gym that we're competing against you know, big corporate gyms, um, you know, multi-location yoga studios and, you know, all kinds of different things in the fitness world, including, um, you know, CrossFit, which while they are local gyms, it's, you know, part of a national brand that um, gains a lot of attention through, you know, the CrossFit games and just everything that they do. So we always felt like we were the little guy um, and we wanted to kind of change the fitness industry because what we had seen out there was not what we wanted personally, Mm -hmm. and so we wanted to basically create a gym where people like us would fit in. Right. Um, And that was our main motivation for opening a gym. You know, that's how we started. We were like, there should be a place out there that is like what we want, so we're going to create that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like opened by underdogs, like for underdog Mm people, people that have the underdog mentality. Yeah. And it's so easy to spot that within just our membership, like people that are very under the radar, very quiet. They're not, you know, type a needing that kind of alpha status, but people that are very content, just showing up working extremely hard, kind of in the name of of self-improvement. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, that's a very good point is in differentiating yourself. Um, you have to be, you have to focus on the simplicity of the message. Mm -hmm. So, um, there, there's a great example in that book that I'll reference a few times in Colgate has 38 different brands of toothpaste now apparently 38 different kinds of toothpaste like brands under them or like like kinds? 38 kinds of Colgate toothpaste okay. that you can buy okay. and they have like they have this page on their website where you have to go and like enter in your information and figure out like which toothpaste is for you and I don't know <laughs> if it still exists the book is a little bit old but that's not simple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced
1: every toothpaste is the yeah. exact same. Like, so
0: if you need like, if you have to follow a flow chart to figure out what the best offering is, then the message is not simple. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that I personally, I spend a lot of time on because you know, our whole philosophy is anybody can come in and work hard towards their goals. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a specific reason why people are there for their training. Whereas in a lot of places, you know, CrossFit gyms, it, it's competition, right? It, yes. It's, it's a lot more than that now, but that, that's the single, that's what unites people. It's a sport. You compete, it's a workout. Mm-hmm. And for us, people are, are largely there for different reasons. Um, so it is a challenge for us to deliver that simplicity of message, but ours has has always been, you know, the whole become more thing. That's right. kind of our mm-hmm. internal rallying clot, rallying cry, kind of th- the flag that we plant is that become more. Um so with that, you know we'll get into a little bit of the details of that, but with that, people are able to kind of find what's right for them, and they know that that's we're their home for that, yep, mm-hmm. and so yes, we have a lot going on as far as offerings within the gym, but it's all the message is simple as far as kind of what we're all about.
1: yeah, and you see you know we launched this thing on the website where we have members write in and talk about you know their kind of personal story and why they train. Yeah. Um, and you see, you read some of those and you see that every single person has a different reason and a different why for being in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you try and, like, force a why on somebody, I think that's, you know, going to push most people away. You need to let people come in, develop their own why, and, you know, as long as it aligns in, with what your, you know, your all your whole brand goal and your brand identity, then that's when you create that, like, really strong attraction uh, to those members with the brand.
0: Yeah. And so like become more that that's always been, you know, that's on the walls of both gyms. We have it plastered up there. That's always been a very big point of differentiation for us. Is that why, you know, fitness in my opinion, that sets you up to be successful in life. Um, the harder you work in the gym, the harder you're going to work in life. When you see success on a lift, you're gonna carry that success with you into other phases of your life. I, I know this is fact. It, mm-hmm. it started out as a personal theory, and I've just seen it too many times. I've seen it with members in the gym who just become um, better at being themselves,. Right. And that's the thing that we just hammer home as often as we can is it's not specific to type of level, how strong you are, how long you've been at the gym but that that's what it's all about is just become more. So that's how we kind of really differentiate um, in a nutshell. Um, There's certainly some other things that we'll also talk about, but Julianne, why don't you talk a little bit about, um, you know, kind of just traits that you see of our members that are similar, you know, across, across all levels.
2: I think, um, you know, one of the things like Pritz was just saying, everybody kind of has their own, maybe personal or emotional reasons for why they're there, but all sort of falling under that overall philosophy of become more. Um, and that you you say, what do I see that runs across the board? Today is actually a really good example. We have an incredibly challenging workout on on schedule today. And I actually said to pretty much all the classes this morning, like wherever you fall on the board, you're going to walk out of here better than you were when you walked in. And Mm -hmm. you all know that. So as grueling as it's going to get, like, remember that you came here on purpose. So be here on purpose. And a lot of people came back to me and said to me, like, that really helped me push through what felt like just brutal (laughs) 6 a.m. death. Um, Because when it comes down to it, you know, um, everyone in there is trying to become more in whether it's the smallest way or the biggest way. And I've said this before on the podcast, like because we have such a strong kind of overall philosophy that runs through the gym, everybody is in it together, even when they're doing different versions. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I see just across the board from, you know, some of our most loyal members that have been there forever to the people that have just walked in the door is like that feeling of, well, I feel like I'm going to die, but I see that person there getting through this. I know I'm going to get through this. I know they're going to help me. I'm going to help them just by continuing to like focus on that, why I'm here. This is what I'm doing right now in this moment. And it translates so much to everybody off of, you know, off of the workout on the outside that, um, you know, it keeps them coming back every day because they know when they leave, Fighting traffic to get back into PB on a Saturday doesn't seem like quite so bad because they have that like mental fortitude of pushing through a workout like we have on the board Mm -hmm. today. And that is a big common thread um, that I see just day to day, no matter what the workout is, is everyone is. Is really pushing to help each other, support each other, but be there for their own reasons at the same time, kind of all under that same philosophy of, if I can do this, I can do anything. As cliche as that might sound, it's very, very true. It makes other things that might be challenging at work or personally in your life with relationships, puts it into a little bit of perspective, and that is how people just sort of grow overall and then come back the next day because they're like, I remember how good that made me feel after even if it was death to go through Mm -hmm. and we reiterate those points over and over and over again as coaches. So, um, you know, everybody is in some way, shape or form just on that very basic level, trying to improve, whether it's one rep, one extra step, one extra meter on the rower, that 10 seconds faster, whatever it might be. And everybody is there for themselves, but for each other at the same time.
1: Yeah. You know, we've talked about this a few times, we were sent out a survey to um, a lot of our members and just kind of asking them some questions about, you know, a little bit about their why. And there was so many different answers on there that all could be grouped into one thing. And that is generally being like a better overall person mm-hmm. and not a whole lot of people talked about, like, I wanted to lose five pounds right. or, you know, I wanted to do this specific um, you know, get this much stronger or anything like that. It was more about that whole, like, I wanted to just be in a place where I was going to be a better person. Like you just talked mm-hmm. about. Absolutely. And that is like the big problem with so many gyms is their, their message is about those tangible goals. What? Like come in, lose 10 pounds. It's 10 about days. what? Yeah. yeah it's about what why. and not about the why. And You know, that was
0: literally stole my entire next point. So I don't have to (laughs) scribble all this out. But That's glad you're talking about it.
2: And one of the things that I've noticed too, in that why over what is that the people that do end up at our gym because of what, instead of why nobody, they don't, they don't make friends. They don't become a part of the community. It just, it ends up, they isolate themselves. And like I've observed that happen on multiple occasions and, and it, it like works itself out, if you want to put it that way, um, that the people that are there for why over what are the ones that, that stay and progress and build relationships as well as getting these other physical goals that, like you. Dave said before, like that's implied. Yeah. That should happen regardless.
0: Yeah, and you're always going to have people there that are shopping on what. Yeah. are um, a gym. You create aesthetic goals. You create tangible goals that you can see, that you can – seeing performance, seeing body type results. like It's a very what-based industry, and that's always going to be the case. So you're never going to develop this community where like every single person there absolutely loves you and what you're all about. That's not really the point. The point is what your percentage is, and you want the majority of your people there for the why and not for the what. Yep. And the people that are there for the why are the ones that refer members. Yep. Mm-hmm. The people that are there for the what are the ones that they don't really care. You know, you're just the, you're just a place where they get their physical results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that goes back into you're a commodity because you're not special. Yeah. We're, we're not special. Somebody can go get results elsewhere. That is a fact that I think about daily. Mm-hmm. Like you can go do front squats at a dozen other gyms within 5 miles of here. Yeah. So, why why do they come to us? Why do they come to you listening to the podcast? It's really a matter of Diving deep into why you opened your gym, yep. there has to be a reason other than because I like Olympic weightlifting. Right. Because I love what CrossFit did for me. What did CrossFit do for you? Yeah. Like, what specifically did it do for you? Write that down. Like, how did it change your life? How did it improve you? Like, no one, no one gives a shit about Fran. It's mm-hmm. like, what, what, what is that doing for your life? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what the why versus the what is is really diving deep into that que- that question. There's a, there's a three-part strategy that a lot of places use for figuring out the, the root reason of why you do something, and it's to ask why three times. So, for example, it's like, I like going to the gym. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, I like going to the gym because it makes me stronger. Okay, why do you like being stronger? Well, I like being stronger because it gives me more confidence in other things. Why do you want more confidence in other things? Um, I'm able to be more successful. Yeah. Okay, open a gym for people who want to be more successful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's that ha- that's how you get to the reason and the root of why you do things is you anything can be superficial. You know, having abs is a superficial, both scientific and metaphorically, superficial accomplishment. But, like, why, why, does, why do you want that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or for, for any reason like that. Um, you know, why do you want to get stronger? So it's, that's how you really, that's how you really get to the root of what people are after when they come to the gym. And when you're able to identify that, that's when you start to really attract people who are, who believe in what you, you naturally believe in, not what you're just trying to sell people who really believe in it. And those people are going to become heavy believers they're going to get great results and they're going to refer other people that are like minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's, sorry, I know I'm rambling. That's yeah. why I've never been afraid of the word cult. Like, yeah. I've always embraced it yeah. because it means people believe, they believe almost religiously in what you're doing. Yeah. And give me that versus like people that are there for Just what? Any shit. day yeah. of the week. Yeah. And if people are turned off by people being that into it, then you have created an amazing fucking brand. Yeah. And that's what CrossFit has done brilliantly, yeah. brilliantly over the last 10 years. Yeah, I always
1: think it's funny when I hear somebody be like, oh you know, I, my friend talks about it, but it's like a cult like they all just rave about it oh, so Oh no, much. they love it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like wait, wait, so your friends like it so much that they won't shut up about it and you're not going to give it a try because yeah. they love it so much like, I, I've always thought that that was kind of a right. an interesting issue, but um, you know, we, we talk about CrossFit a lot and Um, One thing that I do notice that a lot of CrossFit websites do, and this is maybe not what is underneath them, but on their website, it'll be what is CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's all about what what it is. It has nothing to do with who the owners are, who the people that go there are, what they're about, you know, their story, anything like
0: that. It's just they want to tell the what instead of the why they exist that's a great point mm-hmm. and, and somebody else has that exact same literature on their website exact same. 1.5 miles away
1: yep yep so i think it's you know whatever you know whenever you figure out your why have that be plastered all over your website and it's okay to not be perfect like um you know this is something that i've been guilty of in the past is i want everything to be perfect i don't want a single thing ever to go Mr. wrong. Perfect, <laughs> you know. And it, but people, people identify with imperfection. Yeah. Um. You know, if you are this perfect, like you know, knight in shining armor all the time, then you are going to alienate people more than mm-hmm. attract them. Right. Yeah. So you know, I know a lot of, um, you know, really good gyms or people or brands that market is about going through like life struggles and showing that they are not a perfect person. Right. And
0: that's not something um, – you can't make that up. Right. Like if you're faking that or you're, you're, you're not sincere in that, that will be seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, you, you made a good point of like that stuff should be all over the website and absolutely we've made a huge effort with that. But, you know, kind of in, into what I was just saying, it needs to be all over everything that you do yeah. as well. And the website is great. That that's how you let the world know what you're all about. But if you have this message where once you're joining the gym, it's totally not that. Then yeah. it's you're just a fraud. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, authenticity is born out of always sticking to your why. <clears throat> and it's hard. Like you, you know, you you you. It's hard to do that over the course of trying to grow and trying to stay consistent. You're going to deviate from that from time to time, but. It's always making sure that you do not stray from that why that you opened in everything that you do. That, that's how you become authentic and that's how people ultimately trust you. Mm-hmm. And trust is what's going to create loyal customers and it's what's going to create good dynamics between everybody who's at the gym. You know, I, I've – I've personally – I have always – my aim has always been to – you know, this is going to come out sideways but <laughs> – I've never put in a ton of effort to create very deep personal connections with people that go to the gym. My focus is on trying to create a trustful environment. Mm-hmm. And those are two very, very different things. In one of the episodes, we talked about how you don't make it about you as as the owner. and mm-hmm. I, I believe that from the first day that we're open, and I don't know if you, you remember this, Pritz, but like, you know, f- probably four years ago, I talked about like this is becoming too much about us. We need to make yeah. sure that when we transition that like people don't quit the gym because we're not coaching anymore because right. that, that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just – it's making sure that you create that culture where everything is built on the why. And and then you're not needed as the owner of like you have to be this person that that's kind of centric in, in everything that goes on there. It's just straight up the culture and your coaches are like that. Your members mm-hmm. are like that. They don't depend on this – this like interaction that is that it's awesome that I see happening in the gym but, but that I've just it's never been my focus or strong point it, it it's it's been to to reinforce the notion of kind of why why we're all here and not focus it on i would say like myself individually right. if that makes sense and i i know that's a struggle for a lot of gyms that open is they do that and the way you transition outside of that is your culture exists and your why exists not 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 your daily presence
1: yeah i mean you want to allow that to happen with other people in your gym the mm-hmm. members themselves yeah. if it's all about the relationship with you as gym owner and your members you and all your members then if you leave or if you you know stop coaching frequently then that's going to get lost mm-hmm. so you need to focus on creating that environment where those members are doing that with each other yeah. and that's it,
0: not to say that like I you know I don't enjoy going in the gym and chatting with people and working out with people I, I, I love that aspect right. of it but That is, that's not sustainability. Yeah. And when that, when that's the dependence, that that's when you get into a lot of problems.
1: Absolutely. And and another point that we kind of differentiate on is price, Mm -hmm. but in a way that is very different than most people do it. We are significantly cheaper than CrossFit gyms than a lot of other training facilities in the area, but we don't, we, we don't market that as a price, we market it as a why we priced right. it that way.
0: And, um, and it's because, like, it's important to say, like, it's because that was a fundamental part of our belief when we opened.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was... I remember that we we had a lot of discussion on what we should price our memberships at. And, you know, ultimately, we believed that people should not have to pay, like, a car payment to go to a gym. Yeah. A fucking yeah. Prius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... We we establish that pricing, and you know if you look at our website, uh, wwwperform perform three six zero com, and you click on our membership pricing page, you'll see we explain why we are priced the way that we are. Um, like and you,
0: you always talk like like you you it's not lip service. Like when you see two hundred fifty dollar memberships, like you specifically, I
1: get, get pissed angry. Off. I, yeah. yeah, I get very angry. Like <laughs> I want to like go to those people and just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like,
2: do you get to take the equipment home with you? Yeah. Or right. Get
1: it? And like, you know, I, I get it. They're trying to make money. They're a business and all that. But like, they're just pricing it that way because they know that they can get a certain amount of people to pay it.
0: And they're, you know, their strategy in that the perceived value is increased. So if Absolutely. you're providing a great service price, however you want to price for sure and like that that's probably a part of those people's why yeah, you know what i mean exactly
1: that might be a part of their why
0: so but but for us the price it, it needed to be for the everyday person not mm-hmm. people who made a lot of money yeah and that was a massively um a huge part of why we opened and why we charged what we did cuz we just fundamentally believed that
1: yeah and you know over the course of 5 plus years we've never raised a, a members price. Yeah, not one. Not one. And
0: we've seen other gyms do that and it's like, "Oh, now that supply is more than demand, yeah. Uh, economic state that we can charge more." Right. And it's like just giving a big fuck you to the members. Right. Um and that's just, you know, if if we were just low priced and there were there was no meaning or why associated with that, then it's just like, oh, this is a cheap gym. I'm yep. not going to join here. Yep. And we saw that in a lot of our old websites. Like right. We had this belief on why we were priced that way, but we, we didn't tell anybody. Right. And that was a huge mistake that we made. And as soon as we learned, like, wait a minute, we need to be promoting this stuff. And so when people join, they buy into this and they believe in it and they stay because they know that we're looking out for them and we know that we want to get them results and not take all their money. Then it's like the community just takes off, and it just reinforces that why of why everybody's there, as opposed to just like, let's just put the price on the website, and we didn't think at all about the the perception of what that would be.
1: Right, and then you have all these people that are all of a sudden, like, wow, the value I'm getting at this price point is, you know, I've never seen it before, and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go tell everybody about it.
0: Yeah, it's just everything goes back to the point. Everything people do in the gym is based on the why. They join, become more. They believe in the why. They believe in the pricing of it. Why we're priced that way. They come to the workouts. They're working out with Julianne, all of our other coaches, and that is reinforced because those people that we hire, which kind of takes us into our next point, yeah. are all on board with that. They believe. They, they believe in it intrinsically, and it's not something that we're, we're we're. It's not like a point in the process of hiring of like, hey, this is how your mentality needs to be. Yeah. We specifically select people who have that mentality and who believe in it and who share our beliefs and principles with, with fitness and also how to run a gym.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, you know, a really good point is, you know, when during our last hiring phase, we had uh, both internal members and external non-members apply for the position, and we got some extremely experienced people apply for the job, um, and they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's because that they like
0: we're talking like level three CrossFit people, people who've been through OPEX coaching certifications. Mm-hmm. Who gym owners are probably know what I'm talking about. Um, like very, 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 very book smart qualified people. Yeah,
1: but they didn't fit into our why.
0: And we hired three people that have never coached. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's like it's easy to laugh at, and some people listening are probably like you're you're stupid. Yeah, but we're not stupid because everything we do goes back to our why, and these people don't share it. So why are we bringing them in?
1: And you know what happened is I, I'm sure you have, I'm sure you have tons of people at the gym when we announced that we're like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yep. I like that person's awesome. Yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. be such a good coach
0: because at the end of the day, people want partners. Yeah. They don't want, yeah. they don't want points of authority dictating <laughs> things at them. They want to be spoken to, not at. Yep. And you know, Southwest airlines is a business that I have a ton of respect for. Um, they're the only airline industry to ever turn a profit every year they've been in existence including 9/11 mm-hmm. and they're like the pinnacle of just business everywhere mm-hmm. they're like relatively speaking maybe the most successful company on earth relative to their industry yep. and their whole thing is like they they're they're all about their why they are for the common person they are there's no fluff there's no frills they, they market on their people and you know one of the things that they're person who founded their company has always said is like they hire for attitudes not skills and i I believe in that like wholeheartedly anybody can open a book and learn how to teach front squat literally anybody and it's like does this person have the attitude to be the coach that we expect them to be for for our gym Mm -hmm. and when you know when gyms are just plucking people who've all gotten received generic certification or, or skill you know Skill acquisition, like all that stuff, is very important. You can't put people on the floor that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. But if they've been a member of the gym for a while, around two years, they know what they're doing. You get them these certificate. You get the you get the attitude first, and the skill second. Yeah. Both are ultimately going to arrive there, but one you can teach, and one you can't. Absolutely. And that's just a huge huge portion of it is you can't have this why at your gym, and then bring in people who don't believe in that. Right. So it's just like you know.
2: And when you bring in coaches who are former members and have been going through the process of just being a member and their own, you know, visceral response to what we do and their own emotional why that falls under the big umbrella of become more then every single member in the gym is not only stoked to see that they're now a coach, but is fully there with them. Like this person can relate to me. They have my best interests in, at, at heart because they've been through what I'm going through like, and they're still doing it. Like they took like, this workout yeah, this morning. They did this, they did that. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it just creates that that whole partnership thing is just more and more enforced when you have people that um you know, everybody else in the gym is, is seeing there every day going through it and know that they, They get it. They just understand.
0: And like check out episode 10 that we go all into like partnership and how to create more of that. But, you know, that's kind of the what stuff that episode, what to do to create partnerships. And this is all about that. Why? And like the person on the other end of this microphone, like Julianne. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fitness person Mm -hmm. that we hired to be a coach. Like she was a (laughs) yoga instructor who saw success in the gym. But you and I both recognize the fact that it's not you're not brainwashing people. You're simply finding like-minded people who share the same outlook that you do about fitness. And, you know, that's something that we obviously saw in Julianne, that if she probably went to apply for a coaching position at any other gym, quite frankly, she probably wouldn't have even gotten an interview. Her resume would have said downward dog (laughs) (laughs) and and not deadlift. Right. So it's like,
2: and the, on, on that whole end of everything, like you, you mentioned to me recently that just the way that I, am as a person is completely different than like the day that you met me and that all stems from kind of going through this whole process as a member transitioning into a coach and understanding that transitioning into a coach you have to carry that why with you because if you're coaching strictly based off of a what or a well now I'm a coach you have to listen to me that's not going to get you any kind of success and it's not going to be success for your members Um, and that why has followed me for three years and is in every part of why I coach as well as why I still come yeah. and am a member. And straight
0: up, that's why you're successful. Right. And, you know, listen, coaching isn't that hard as far as obtaining the knowledge. Yeah. Every gym around this area has the same knowledge we do. Right. Yeah, we might know a little bit more in certain aspects, and those gyms probably know a little bit more in others. And, like, that is not – coaching is not a point of differentiation. Unless you have a full staff of – People that have trained Olympians, your coaching staff is not that sweet. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about purely from a knowledge acquisition perspective, where your coaching staff becomes differentiated on why they're there Mm -hmm. and why they do what they do. So you have to be finding people that are going to completely share that philosophy on why they love coming to the gym, what it did for them and why they're then going to take that and encourage other people to follow that same path. Mm-hmm. It's not about it's not about coaching somebody to keep their elbows up on a front squat. Right. It's about why this is going to just enrich your life. And when the coach really believes in that, they really wholeheartedly believe in that, that is why people come to the gym to right. take that person's class.
1: Yep. I mean, Julianne, when you're coaching people and you're explaining stuff, once you go into the I've been in your situation and you share your story Mm -hmm. about what you've gone through as a transformation at P360. Like how much more buy-in do you get from those people?
2: If there is any question before that, it disappears almost immediately because I can give not only the, the what physical, but the why it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's huge. Um, Especially for, you know, women that may be intimidated. And I say women because that's who more than anybody else comes in a little bit more intimidated, maybe of me specifically. Yeah. But, um, and again, we talked about this and the creating better partnerships and whatnot, that relatability. But not only that, it goes back to the authenticity. Like mm-hmm. none of it is bullshit. It's just straight up, very easy to see and it's easy to hear. And it, um, I think that I'm, a, I'm somebody that when I speak about it, I'm believed from the get go.
0: Yeah. And like other coaches that are listening, you know, that that's, that's what coaching is all about is, is relatability and people understanding that you have their best interests Mm -hmm. in mind and that your best interests are ultimately aligned with their best interests. And that's not, we're both trying to squat, you know, 200 pounds. Right. That's the what it's, you're both at the gym for the same reason. And I think that is. I know that that's why you're very successful as a coach, is because you have a different, you have a different what than a lot of people at the mm-hmm. gym. As far as strength goals, the average woman who comes to the gym does not share your passion for strength. Correct. And the reason you're able to relate to all of those people is because you're able to express your why much more than right. you are your what. And, and that is what people relate to, and that's why you get people to really follow and buy into to what you're doing. Um, versus a lot of other coaches or a lot of other places. And I, I think that can be said um, for the coaches on our staff as well, but you, you specifically have a very good way of blending those two things.
2: Yeah, and I think that um, a lot of that really stems from the overall gym's why and as I went through membership and and working through that overall philosophy and then kind of, you know, working through my own why but under that umbrella once more it, it changed me as a person it made me more able to have those kinds of conversations with people but also in turn just made me a better coach and more able to I guess make it less about me and more about how to relate to the person at hand and their goals and make sure it was about their why as much as the overall philosophy of the gym why yeah, yeah. and I
0: think why you know what you know why people at the gym who don't really care a ton about their strength are drawn to your strength goals is because the underlying reason for it is the exact same. Right. Um, and I, it, you know, I'll see that, I'll see us post a video of somebody doing a, a very strong lift, but it just doesn't get the same interaction because I, per, my personal opinion is there's no relatability to it. So right. people aren't drawn to it. And like, I, it's going to sound ridiculous, but I think you can measure that by likes on yeah. social media yeah, and you know, it's like, Oh, that person's strong, but I don't know why they care about that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I care about that. yeah. And I think that that is a real thing and very, very important. And again, why you're very successful as a coach. And
2: I think too, cause um, like you said, obviously we have very, f- very few people who are, you know, I want to be the strongest type. And um, a lot of them will, will say to me like, Hey, I saw, I saw this on Instagram or whatever. Great job, you know, whatever. And I, almost always turn around and say yeah well good job on that 800 meter run that I was 10 minutes behind you you know what I mean it's always about like bringing it back and saying like thank you for addressing my success I'm going to address yours at the same time because I know it's for the same reason even though it's different results yeah
0: so I just you know it's as far as everything in the episode goes it's it's all about the why and a lot of places don't I don't want to use the term market, but the, you know they don't market that way because they don't they don't think that way and mm-hmm. they don't believe that way. Right. And the, you look at any gym that, that's very successful, regardless of the industry, and you'll see the common theme is a very clear why, mm-hmm. very clear why for everything that 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 they, that they do, from the content on the website to how people are treated once they're there, to the structure of the workouts, to how the workouts are coached, mm-hmm. to what's on the walls. I mean, everything there has to reinforce why you're in existence. Yeah, and Um, It circles back to that point that we're now in a state where what you're doing, what you're doing is not different from anybody else out there. Anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're doing some weird shit that something I don't even know about. But it's like if you're doing weightlifting, it's not different. Why you exist can be very different. And that's how you separate yourself.
1: And even if you are doing something that is like totally new and totally different, in a few years, somebody else is going to do that too. That's a good point. So you need to start start finding that why and explaining that before somebody else comes into your market.
0: And for us, it was very easy because these were things that we naturally believed. It's mm-hmm. why we opened an independent gym. And yes, that's that. I think that comes through in an authentic way. But I think anybody can find that why um, by going through that three-step process, asking yourself why three times. You know asking yourself why you got into fitness and ultimately drilling down to what you really believe that fitness does for people. And you're going to find your point of differentiation.
1: Yeah. You know, so as as a gym owner, let's just say that you go through that why three times and okay, you've got it now. What are some steps to do or things to put in place? Like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people might be Might feel challenged on how to get that message across to people. Yeah. Um, And that is a very, like, large hurdle to do is to get people to buy into that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's probably a whole other podcast, to be quite honest with you, um, on branding and marketing. Yeah. Um, I've never liked those terms because they sound like they're contrived. Right. But when it's something that is inherently the fiber of what you believe, it should come very natural. Yeah. Um, But it's just, you know, it's letting... You know, there's personality and why you were founded for sure, and why you exist, and you have to just align everything you do with that. I yeah. mean, that, that's that's the that's the high-level looking-down approach on it, but it, you can't stray from it. You can't say that in one thing and then do another. Mm-hmm. Everything about what you do, from the coaches that you hire to, to everything that that you're about, has to circle back to that why, and that's how authenticity is born, and that's how trust is born.
1: And now what do you do if you're just a jackass and your why is because you went to a gym and you saw them be successful and you were like, I can do that, and you open up your own gym?
0: Well, <laughs> we'll probably take a lot of your members. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you'll probably take their members too, yep. so be thankful for those people. Yeah.
1: Because right. <laughs> there are a lot of people like that out there.
0: Um, All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening as always. uh, Same spiel that we always do. Please go onto iTunes and rate and review us. Um, And please share this with people in the fitness industry that you think it could benefit and give us your feedback. Thank you. See you guys.